Our podcast is brought to you by Mouse World Travel. Imagine going on the most stress-free, well-planned Disney vacation of your life. Now imagine you didn't pay anything extra for that personalized service. That's what you'll get when you use an authorized travel planner from Mouse World Travel to book your next Disney vacation. From resorts to cruises and everything in between, they are here to help you get the most out of your next family trip. Just go to mouseworldtravel.com, fill out a short request form, and make sure you mention our code ROPEDROP so they know that we sent you. And I'm Katie. And you are listening to Rope Drop and Park Hop. Hi, friends. Hi, friends. Welcome back. Here we go. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently, we were not ready to go. (laughs) We both just look at each other. (laughs) Who's next? (laughs) So let's just jump right in and start with a review. Uh, When are our intros not going to be awkward? Never. (laughs) I think that's just our... uh, MO now. If you're still here after a year of awkward intros, we appreciate it. <laughs> that's true love. This is why we always like talk about the weather because that's how we that's how we communicate. But we're um, not going to talk about the weather today. No. Let's have a review. Actually, let's. It's sunny and nice. I love it. Ha, finally. Yes. Okay. This one, I can't read the full title on it. Take your trip to the 10 times level, but it's L-E-V-E. I'm sure... Level something. Anyway, it's from Magical Minds Meridian. <gasps> I know this you do? person. Yes. I'm guessing this is someone local. Yes. Yeah. Uh, my friends and I just had the most epic trip to Disneyland celebrating a 40th birthday. I used many of the tips listed in this podcast, and the experience truly was magical. My friends kept telling me it was the best trip they had ever taken to Disneyland. I love listening weekly to Katie and Aaron. They are entertaining and insightful. I am a huge fan. Keep doing what you're doing, Disney ladies. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. This is actually one of my good friends. Oh. Thank you, Karina. Did you pay You're her? the best. No. We'll slip you a fiver, Karina. <laughs> She's probably almost as Disney crazy as we are. She goes really? She goes often. She just got back from Disney World, actually. So, oh. yes. She should She's, come with us sometime. She should. That'd be fun. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We love our reviews. We totally Amazing. do. Okay, so, yeah, leave us a review, and mm-hmm. you might be famous on the podcast, too. <laughs> Last week, we read a review from Stephanie, and she is one of our followers on Instagram, uh-huh. too, and we talked a little bit about how, you know, she interacts with us quite frequently and how she won one of our giveaways, and she was so excited yes. that we knew who she was. You guys, we try really hard to connect with you guys, and so anytime you have any questions, feel free to reach out to us on Instagram at ropedrop.parkhop. We're happy to talk to you guys. Mm-hmm. Email us if you want to, ropedrop.parkhop at gmail. And you yeah. can also find us on Facebook if you're a Facebook person mm-hmm. at ropedrop.parkhop. Yeah. So. We're everywhere. Yes. So reach out. Yes. We've got news today. Lots of weird news. Lots of weird news. So let's talk about Buzz. Because okay. Buzz is the big news this weekend, buzz right? Buzz is the Buzz. Buzz came out, what, Thursday night, I would sure. guess, was the first showings of Buzz, and it's not doing as well as Disney hoped. Right. So, and, <laughs> and there may be some reasons for that. Correct. So, speculation, of course, Disney's been very vocal about certain things lately, and some people are really grateful for that and love it, and some people not so much. Mm-hmm. So, that's probably part of it. I think it was up against some pretty big movies, yes, too, this Yes, that weekend. was going to be my assumption, is, you know, Jurassic World and Top Gun are still performing really well. Right now, Top Gun especially, and mm-hmm. Jurassic World just came out this last weekend as well, right? And I think it took the number one spot at the box yes. office. Yes. So, anyways. And I, I, I'm a big Disney fan. 
I would much rather see Chris Pratt wrangle dinosaurs than a cartoon. Than watch a buzz. cartoon. So we actually went and saw it this weekend, and I super enjoyed it. Yeah. Pixar knows how to make me cry in every single Pixar movie, and this was no exception. Okay. <laughs> Get ready for that. We There's need to go some very poignant it. moments in it. Okay, I'm excited. You'll like it. And I've heard, too, that it's very confusing for people. And let's address this really quickly. Okay. A lot of people are upset, and this kind of goes hand-in-hand hand with Disney being a little bit more outspoken. If you deep dive into it, we're not going to go into it. But a lot of people are upset that Tim Allen didn't do the voice. Okay. Did it make sense that it wasn't Tim Allen? Absolutely. Okay. And I heard that. Tim Allen was the voice of the toy, the toy. right? And this right. is the actual Buzz person, right. I guess, that the toy is based on. And also, Tim Allen is, you know, he's not a spring chicken anymore. He's not. And to counter the the things that have been being said in forums and things like that, Tim Allen just landed a series with Disney Plus. He's, mm-hmm. I believe, a Santa Claus series, correct? Right. So he's, it's not like he's, he's on the outs. For Disney. Yeah, he's right. not on the outs with Disney. Um, and I felt like Chris Evans was hot. He is hot. <laughs> <laughs> he actually sounded like a younger Tim Allen to me. Okay. So I thought it made a lot of sense. It didn't bother me at all. I didn't feel like, oh, this is not Buzz while I was watching it at all. It felt like it was Buzz. But also it's not Buzz. Exactly. Okay. It's, it's, you know, it's Buzz. And at the very beginning of the movie, there's a little uh, words come up on the screen and it says, you know, in 1995, there was a little boy named Andy who loved this toy and this is the movie that toy is based on. Okay. So, you know, it's not supposed to be the toy Buzz. It's not the toy. Exactly. It's the human. Yes. Okay. And little not spoiler alert I don't know what I want to say there are actually three end credit scenes I've heard so stick too. around <laughs> like very very end wait yes. till the theater turns on the lights to get up and leave okay there you go noted yep. we'll have to go see it maybe this week and then along with all of that buzz buzz there is a new face character at Disneyland <laughs> are they having him at Disney World as well I haven't seen I anything know. about that but in Tomorrowland he was meeting at Galactic Grill and then they moved him over in front of Space Mountain okay so he's meeting there, and he is a face character. Mm-hmm. And we're not sure if we're on board with this yet. I'm, I'm so not on board with a lot of the characters. <laughs> Although I got, an, I got a message. I saw that. Yes, I got a message on the Instagram from one of our listeners in Oregon mm-hmm. who explained to me why... Um, Ms. Marvel. Ms. Marvel looks the way she does. I made a lot of jokes about it last week mm-hmm. about how she looked like... What did I say? I don't remember. I don't remember. Wish Captain Marvel, Probably. maybe. <laughs> Something along those lines. That sounds on, that sounds on track. Um, but just really cheaply thrown together. But apparently, I haven't watched the show. I haven't obviously. either, yes. So maybe we should keep our commentary to a minimum when we don't know what we're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> it makes for good funny. Yeah. And thank you to our listener for reaching out and letting and, us know that, you know, yes. we were a little bit wrong. Yes. And he was very kind about it. Yes. So thank you very much for educating me because I appreciate it. But apparently, really quickly, if you listened last week and you thought that we made sense, we didn't. Yes. It's apparently a teenage girl who made her costume. Right. And so it's supposed so it's to supposed look. supposed to. Yes. yes. Okay, so we'll, we need to go watch it mm-hmm. so we know what we're talking but about. But you've watched Buzz, and you're still a little skeptical about this face character. This face character, he is cute. Like, the kid Super that cute. is playing Buzz as a face character is so cute. But it doesn't really look like the cartoon character, mm-hmm. which it's a cartoon, mm-hmm. so it's hard to reconcile those two things. He's a human cartoon. And then there are some rumors that Space Mountain may be getting an overhaul. So Tomorrowland is due for an overhaul, and there are speculations that at D23, which is the big Disney conference that happens every year 
in September this year at Disneyland that there will be some announcements of what's happening with Tomorrowland. So That is the rumor every single year, though. I know, but with Tokyo getting there... Space Mountain overhaul. I kind of think that it's probably in the works. Who knows? Okay, but this is what's going to happen. We're all going to buzz about it for six months leading up to D23. Uh And then they're going to announce expansion of Galaxy's Edge. Right. Like, they'll announce something completely left field, and Tomorrowland will get ignored completely. That is usually what happens, for sure. But anyway, so there is rumor that there may be a buzz overhaul on Space Mountain, which, if you've seen the movie, there are some definite Space Mountain vibes coming from one of the structures. Really? In the Buzz movie. So, so people will freak out. <laughs> yes, they will. They just will. Yes. They'll be very there will be a very large, very unhappy crowd of people. Yep. I will say this. Back in what was it 2017 when Tower of Terror closed down mm-hmm. at California Adventure to make way for Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout. I was part of that group. Like, I was really... Oh, me too. ...upset about it. I was very anti-Guardians of the Galaxy me overhaul. Me too. Mm-hmm. And I was to the point where I was like, I'm never writing it again. Yeah. I, it's, it's, it's yes, done Yes, we were me. ready to boycott, Great. for sure. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy is 10 times better than Tower of Terror yes. was. Yep. And so, in that experience, I learned to trust that they know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Walt said... Disneyland will never be complete. Exactly. So we can't just keep things the same forever and ever. Exactly. And when they announced the Princess and the Frog overhaul on Splash Mountain, people were mad. But I was same as you. Like, I've learned Mm -hmm. from experience that they do amazing things when they do overhauls. So they have made some mistakes along the way as well with other things. But those (laughs) That one's never been overhauled. (laughs) If they were to announce they were overhauling Roger Rabbit to something else, I would probably be super on board with that. Yes. Okay, so what else have we got? Okay, so Cars Land is celebrating its 10th anniversary this summer, correct? Yeah, we were there right after they opened it. Yeah, which they it opened feels it like June it's, of yes. 2012. Feels like it's older than that to me. It feels like it's been around longer feels than like that. Feels like it's always been there. Yes, it just fits right in. Yeah. Anyway, so to celebrate that, there is a new photo op with Guido in Cars Land, which Cute. is right outside of Luigi's Rollick and Roadsters. Is that what it's called? Mm-hmm. Yeah, good job. <laughs> that sounds like a... What's the Mickey Mouse cartoon that they have? There's a new Mickey Mouse. It's probably not new. Where they race. I don't know. My kids are too old to watch it. But anyway, I get them confused. And then there's a new Mater popcorn bucket. So cute. So cute. It's at the Cozy Cone. And it sold out initially, but they are getting new shipments in all the time. So watch for that. And it's very cute. And Elliot and the Turtle Sipper have been back as well. Yes. If you're looking for popcorn buckets. Those should be available throughout the summer, and then I would assume in the fall they'll go away. Because I think the electrical parade's going away in the fall. To make room for Paint the Night? I hope so. (laughs) I sure hope so. That would be so good. Dear Disney. And then this is barely worth a mention. (laughs) We're halfway to Christmas, guys, so why not have some really lackluster treats available in downtown Disney? Here's my question. (laughs) Walt Disney World gets stuff. Yes. Why can't we get some stuff in our parks? Why do we just get a know. churro at the churro, California churro cart, uh-huh. which is not a real Disneyland churro. Nope. And a weird corn dog yep. from Blue Ribbon Corn Dogs, which is not a real Disneyland corn dog. Nope. Like, it's such an afterthought. It's really weird. Yeah, Disney World's getting a really fancy popcorn bucket. And a cheesecake. Like oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the popcorn bucket also is weird for me. It's a gold <laughs> Christmas tree in the middle of July. <laughs> Nobody wants that. I think that they were stuck on a shipping container and were supposed uh-huh. to be out at Christmas, and they're just I agree with that. trying to offload them now. 
like so, like half the merchandise that's in the parks lately. But they have a cute cheesecake. They yeah. have they have like cute things inside the parks. Mm-hmm. How hard would it be to head into Candy Palace and make a Christmassy peanut butter cup? Something right. It wouldn't be that hard. But instead, we get what. A Christmas we get corn a dog. Christmas dinner corn dog, which is a turkey corn dog. It's the same panko crust that they have on the weird peanut butter corn dog. Which they should have done a stuffing panko. Yeah. That would have been a better idea. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Flavor profile would have been weird. But. Mm-hmm. And then there's a cranberry sauce to dip it in on the side. So you're basically eating Thanksgiving dinner and a corn dog. Yes. Um, and a but peppermint it, churro. But it's called Christmas dinner. And then a peppermint churro. At California Just, churro. Again, in di- downtown Disney, yeah. not in the parks. So there you go. Halfway to holidays. Go celebrate. Go live it up. All right. There's a new late night menu at the Red Rose Tavern, which is exciting because there aren't a whole lot of options late at night for food in the parks. Right. Um, I feel like we can get a corn dog maybe. Yes. At the, and the line is long. Yes. And yeah. it's always long. Maybe mobile order if you're going to do a corn dog. That menu is from 830 to 11 p.m. at Red Rose. And it's poutine is back. So that's exciting. But these are only available late night, these menu items. They're not available on the regular menu during the day. Poutine's one of my favorite things from Yes, there. it's very yummy. I so was there's really a poutine, sad. there's a firelight fly firelight flies. Firelight fries, which are kind of a commemoration to the Main Street Electrical Parade, right? Yeah, I think so, yeah. And then I don't remember what else is on the menu. Are you looking it up? I'm not. Okay. <laughs> All right. Live-action Hercules, which is something that I sort of talked about. Uh, We were guests on a podcast a couple months ago, and we were, you know, talking about what movie we'd like to see remade by Disney, and Uh Hercules was one I said. And They're doing it. They just announced yesterday. They listened to the podcast. They totally did. The Dear Disney worked this time. Guy Ritchie is directing, and Guy Ritchie in, in the Disney Universe um, is known for directing Aladdin, the live-action Aladdin. I say in the actual universe, he's known for having been married to Madonna for five years. <laughs> they were married for a little while, weren't they? I think so. I don't remember. It's been a while, though. All right, more churro news. There's an orange pop churro at the Haunted Mansion churro cart, and it's a regular churro dusted with orange sugar. And I then it's delicious. It has an orange vanilla dipping sauce that comes with it. I, it sounds like a, like a creamsicle. Yeah, I can get down form. with that. I would definitely try it. And then, oh gosh, Saletas, and I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that correctly, but in downtown Disney, there are apparently these floral arrangements that have popped up in the planters, commemorating different organizations and groups. Um, there's one that is pride-themed. There's one, I don't... So, it's funny because people are saying that it sort of looks like you're walking through a funeral parlor because they look like those kind of floral arrangements. And that some of the flowers look a little spray painted and that you wouldn't know what they stand for unless you took a picture and looked them up online. So they're wishing that there was more of, you know, a plaque or something or a QR code that you could scan to see what these are commemorating. Because they're they're kind of cool. Their organizations are cool that they're commemorating, but you wouldn't know what they're for. Yeah. Unless how do you know? You would just have to look it up online. The, the flower arrangements are arranged in symbols that okay. like commemorate whatever the organization is. And there's is, really no reference at all? No. That's weird. Yeah. Okay. So, so there's like a, a salute, Saletta, which is the Veteran Business Employee Resource Group. There's a Native Americans and Allies Together with Vision, Saletta. They're just, 
they're not not obscure. That's not the word I'm looking for, but they're not they're easily not recognizable. Common. Yes. Right. So it would be nice if there was a guide. The Pulse Saleta, People United to Lead, Serve, and Excel. Hmm. The Compass Saleta, which honors Asian Americans and Pacific Islanders. Anyway, so that's kind of what's going on in downtown Disney right now. So okay. pay attention as you're walking through. They're really pretty. Okay. Pim Test Kitchen seating is an issue. It and has been since the very beginning of the park opening. And so they had a bunch of seating over by the theater there to kind of deal with overflow. And now that's gone. Which we wonder if that means that they're getting ready for a show. Which would be awesome. Would be awesome. Yes. And then Newsies. they also, so the the benches along Pimp Test Kitchen, along the outer half wall, they have those walled off right now. So you can't even sit there. And I've heard rumors that they're working on some shaded seating there, which would be good. This probably explains, too, why they put some seating over near the the building. What's the building even called? Uh, Avengers headquarters? Sure. sure. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> but they put, remember, they put some random seating kind of over there? Yes. And then there's some over by the Black Widow meet and greet yeah. as well. So yeah. they're, they kind of just have random groupings of tables scattered around to make up for the lack of seating by Pim Test Kitchen. However, it's hard to walk with that giant pretzel mm-hmm. across, say. across the esplanade there to and, try and find a table. And especially when they have, like, the dormilage out, you can't. Yeah, like, no, you... there's no way to get through that crowd. Yeah. Anyway, so hopefully they resolve that seating issue soon, but we're hoping, like okay. Aaron said, that removing that seating from by the theater means that they're getting ready to do something cool there. That'd be awesome. Yes. All right. The Silhouette Shop is hiring. <laughs> if you know how to do silhouettes, go apply. I really want one of these for my kids. I feel yeah. like they're kind of growing out of it. Yes. But I still really want one someday. I think they're really cool. They are really cool. But anyway, that's hope that the Silhouette Shop will be opening soon. And once they are open, we'll give you some more information about it. But that's a pretty inexpensive, really cool kind of... Keepsake. Distinct Disneyland yeah, souvenir. Yeah, I think they're really cool. For mom and dad. Kids probably don't care, but... They would when they're older and they look back. That's true. Yeah. They find it in their memory box. That's true. <laughs> it's going to be on the wall. All right. And then just announced today some Indiana Jones merch is coming at the end of this month. I'm not sure if it's commemorating something or if it's just an idea somebody had that sounded exciting, but there's one collectible... There's a new Indiana Jones movie in the works. Yeah. When's it coming out? I don't know. Let's Google it. Google it. While she's Googling that, I'll tell you a little bit about it. It's a collectible from each of the movies. So from Raiders of the Lost Ark, it's the little gold statue. I don't know what he's called. Um, The one that Indy has to replace with a sandbag to get out of the temple at the very beginning. And then from Temple of Doom, there is one of those glowing stones that he's trying to collect for the village. And then from The Last Crusade is the Holy Grail. And from you're so good at stuff like this. I don't know what you're talking about. Kingdom of the Crystal Skulls, which is my least favorite Indiana Jones movie. There is an, an actual crystal skull you can collect. And these they're good sized collectibles. It looks like something you could go put on your shelf at home and they look pretty realistic. They're good replicas. So cool. that could be fun for Indiana Jones fans. Well, and that movie's not coming out until next summer, so Yeah, who knows why to they decided to do it? this now. A but yeah, maybe celebration. Maybe. Okay. I'm I'm on board with that. Okay. I love indie. Me too. All right. That's it. That's, that's all I it. got for news. And we have guests today. We have fun guests today. You and guys are going to love so these girls. I'm so excited. <laughs> we have with us Ashley, who online is the Disney Planner Babe. Mm-hmm. Ashley, what is the name of your Facebook group? It's Disneyland Planning Tips and Tricks. Disneyland Planning Tips and Tricks. And you just hit 50,000 followers on there, didn't you? 
Yes, we're sitting at about 52,000 right so now. So awesome. Congratulations. So it's such a fun group. I love it. And then we have Melissa, who is mixing some magic. And you are, yeah. do you have a Facebook group? Uh, a tiny, tiny baby one. Okay, but you have an Instagram and a podcast. Yep, Instagram and a podcast and a website. I have weekly updates on my podcast. So every Wednesday, a new episode. This week, I'm talking about what to do when things go wrong on your Disney vacation. So awesome, smart, yeah, smart and helpful because always things go wrong, right? Exactly, something's gonna go wrong. We talk a lot about like in the parks pivoting, Mm -hmm. pivot, like have a plan, Mm -hmm. but also be flexible in that plan because it never. But you have to stay at like. Like Ross from Friends. Pivot! Pivot! Pivot. Yes. We actually, we got a new couch this weekend, and we were trying to, it's heavier than heavy, and my husband and I were trying to rearrange our living room, and with completely unironically, like it didn't make, I didn't think about it until after I had said it probably four times. I'm like, we just need to pivot. We need to pivot it. And he looks at me, and he's finally like, pivot? And I was like, pivot! (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're so happy that you guys are here. Thank you for being here with us. We're going to talk sure. about some fun stuff today. Mm-hmm. So we invited these ladies because they're Disneyland experts, and we invited them to talk with us about the best right, best and worst or different ride experiences, attraction experiences based on like where you sit. And is that a good way to explain this, or is am I missing something? No, I think that's good. How to pick the best place to ride on a ride. So, yeah. So where to sit and have the best ride experience. So let's start with, let's start in Disneyland. Let's start with one of my all-time favorite rides up until recently, Splash Mountain. And I feel like Splash Mountain in the last, well, since they reopened after COVID, you get soaked no matter where you sit. Do you think that's true? Yes. So wet. And so I... You have to be like like Melissa and take a poncho. I do, and I'm not even embarrassed about it anymore. I own it. I wear the poncho because I hate being wet, and I used to dread going on Splash Mountain, but I love it so much. So now I bring a poncho. I have flip-flops or sandals in my bag, and and then I enjoy it so much more when I know that I'm not going to be miserable for the rest of the day in wet, squishy tennis shoes. So smart. So I went to Disneyland the week after Christmas this last year, and... It pretty much rained the whole time we were there. So we had ponchos anyway, or rain gear. And that was probably the best experience I've ever had on Splash Mountain because we were wet proof. So I, yeah, no shame in wearing that poncho. I maybe would have teased you a couple years ago about it. I get looks, but (laughs) you know what? I've had people say that's so smart as they're getting off and drenched and I'm just happily pulling off my poncho. Do you use a disposable one that you're going to throw away, or is it one that you keep reusing? I have both. It kind of just depends. Gotcha. The last time I wrote it was in October, and it was like 3.30 in the afternoon, and I was wringing my pants. I had shorts on, and I was like (laughs) squeezing them and wringing the water out of my shorts, and I had a long sleeve shirt on over a short sleeve shirt, and I took my long sleeve shirt off, and my daughter, I have video of my daughter wringing the water out of it. I, I'm sold on the poncho, but but if you don't have a poncho, where should you sit on the ride? I the think that the best shot if you're in the back. If you're gonna if you're in the front, you're gonna get wet. But it, it really kind of just depends on how the boat is weighted. Mm-hmm. So you can never for sure. But the best shot of staying dry, I think, is in the very back. 
So can you, do you know, can you request the back? Yeah. When you get up in the line? Honestly, okay. I tell people this and, and, and people are sometimes squeamish about it because they don't want to seem, I don't know, snooty or put the cast members out. But on any ride, you can get to the front and as they're, you know, directing you to your seat, you can ask that cast member like, hey, is it okay if we wait for the back or wait for the front or wait for section such and such and most of the time like I've never been told no most of the time they just have you stand off to the side and wait another minute or two and then they get you where you have asked to be so okay good I I have no qualms at all asking for a specific seat on a ride I agree with you on that I do the same thing on certain rides specific rides which we'll talk about in just a second I'm very big on asking for certain spots also, no, of note, we talk a lot about single rider lines in our podcast and how if you have everybody in your party is okay and old enough to be in the single rider line, that you can utilize that to get on the ride more quickly. And I think single riders are typically put in the last row on Splash Mountain, correct? I don't know. I, I no feel idea. like they are. I feel like families of, because uh, I have a family of five. It's my husband and my three boys. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we'll always get a single rider just added on at the end. And most of the time, I feel like if you do this, Every picture I have with a single rider in the very back, I swear every single time, they kind of duck down at the photo so that they're not part of the photo. So so it, I try to do that for others, too. What if they want that to be their Christmas card? They don't want Aaron in the back of their Christmas card. They might. Maybe they do. <laughs> That's so thoughtful if you hadn't even thought of that. I'm just out there in my single rider, all my glory. That's right. I'm going to be more respectful next time. <laughs> That wasn't supposed to be a guilt trip. (laughs) I've just noticed it in our photos. Like, we have a few, because we have a family of five also, me, my husband, and our three kids. And we've gotten single riders in the very back of ours. And my husband's a big guy, so maybe it's not really. Maybe he's just hiding them. He's just blocking them from the picture. (laughs) But I feel like they kind of try to hunker down just a little bit and not be in the picture. Or they're trying not to get wet. That could be, too. That's probably it. (laughs) Okay, so one of my very favorites to pick a place to ride, and I know that Ashley is going to totally be on board with this one, is Big Thunder Mountain. Yeah. Same with my family. Woo! All right. So, Ashley, tell us about Big Thunder Mountain. Let's go. Tips and tricks. Okay. <laughs> so, yes. As the um, self-proclaimed goat lady of Disneyland, here's what you do on Big Thunder Mountain. If you have little kids who are a little nervous about roller coasters or bigger rides and they're scared and you, you're not quite sure how they're going to do request to sit in the front of Big Thunder Mountain Railroad because when you sit in rows one, two, or three near the front of the train, it goes so much slower. Mm-hmm. It's more it's a calmer experience. It doesn't throw you around like it does in the back of the train. If you really do want the wildest ride in the wilderness, you need to request the back. The very, very back of the train is row fifteen and it's life changing. Mm-hmm. As you whip around those turns, like just uh, hopefully you're friends with the person next to you because you're going to just slam into them or they're going to slam into you. <laughs> or you're going to do it on purpose. It's going to be amazing. So I always, always request to sit in the back of the train. I want row 15. I want to stare at my goat around that second drop and throw my hands in the air and giggle like a maniac because it's my favorite ride too. So, But it's so funny when you sit in the front and then immediately sit in the back. Because it's such a huge, huge difference. Which is interesting to me because I think people who maybe are listening and don't have experience on this ride are probably thinking it can't be that big a difference. 
And it is such a big difference. Those 14 rows in between make such a big difference. The front row coming up over the hills, it's so slow. And you kind of feel like, okay, we're going to start moving now. We're going to start moving. And then by the time the momentum hits and the back row is pulled up over that hill, it's just hauling. And Katie, on purpose, squishes me when we ride that together. We call that the rib cracker ride. <laughs> nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's my favorite. It is part of the fun. And I for who? For who? (laughs) It's not my fault if you don't know which side to sit on. (laughs) Because I'm the one that gets the ribs cracked every single time. It's not fun. Just kidding, it's fine. But yeah, we're big fans of row 15. Mm -hmm. I always, and this is one where I always will request row 15. I have a little tip for that. So typically the people with mobility issues load on the right-hand side, right, as you're going up the stairs, and they reserve those back rows for people with mobility issues to load. So try and stay on the left-hand side if you're going to request row 15, because I have been told no on the right side. Have you? Uh Uh-huh. I mean, you could still get row 13. I've never been told no. (laughs) I know. I just think if there's somebody waiting to load um, from a wheelchair or an ECV, that's where they're going to load them, and they try to load them into the back rows I think because it's easier for them to get in and out without being in the way of the other passengers loading and unloading. So, And then anyway, talk, share about the goat stair yes. a little bit more because some people may not know about uh, that too. So there's on this, not the first big hill that you climb and drop, but on the second big hill, as you're climbing up the hill, it's going to be on your right side as you reach the top of the, the peak. Um, there's a goat standing right off to your right side if you listen you can even hear him like right and um and he's holding a stick of dynamite yes that i know i i actually practiced that goat it was great ashley it was perfect thank you i will continue to work on it and yeah it's got a stick of dynamite and as the train pulls you around that bend you actually need to twist your whole body and just keep your eyes locked on that goat and some people will swear it feels like G-force, like it messes with your equilibrium. It gives you kind of a, a funny feeling. Other people don't feel that, but it's just a fun, quirky, cool thing to do. Yes, there's a huge like cult following of goat stirrers that I have found. Like these are my people. I love it. So cannot ride Big Thunder Mountain Railroad without doing the goat stare. And the goat stare on row one is like this, oh, cute, there's a sweet goat. <laughs> And the goat stare on row 15 is like, woo, like flips you around. It's crazy. It's the so Ash, favorite, favorite things. Do the goat stare, do you feel like the G-force swirly around feeling? Because I never. Really, I, th- I feel like I did at first, but not anymore. Huh. Now my body just has come to expect that. Like, this is how we ride Big Thunder. You've desensitized. So, yeah, I've done it. Hundreds of times, and my body's just like, "Here we go." Yep, here's isn't the goat. It, isn't it big on. thunder that they that people swear also uh, releases kidney stones? Yes, there have been some yeah. studies done. <laughs> so I feel like if you're gonna, if you have a kidney stone, you're trying to dislodge. Row fifteen's the answer, not row one. <laughs> no, it's. I did a podcast episode about this just a few weeks ago, and they did like a legit study. Yeah. They built a model of the kidney and filled it with human urine and like kidney stones and tucked it in their backpack and then rode different rows at different amounts of time 
to see if it would work. And it really does. The back rows help dislodge kidney stones like 65% of the time. That's insane. This is why I haven't ever had a kidney stone. Yes. Because I go to Disneyland yes. frequently. It's <laughs> Health insurance should cover Disneyland. <laughs> I, oh, yeah. My HSA card. There you go. I'm using it next time. <laughs> okay. Right. So let's move on to what, Indy? Sure. Let's talk about Indiana Indy. Jones. Indiana Jones, I don't I don't think I've noticed a huge difference between front row and third row. But there is? I think there is. I had only ever ridden the front row because I feel like the front row gives you the best view. You can see everything. You don't have heads bobbing in the way in front of you. And there's a steering wheel, and a kid inevitably wants to drive. Yeah, they they want to sit behind the wheel and pretend that they're in charge of the car. Mm -hmm. So we always just have sat in the front row and then a few trips ago I feel like it was in January um, of this year someone had told me you've never done third row you've never done the back row of Indy and I was like no we just do the front and so we asked on specifically asked for the third row and I got off of that ride like it had been a spiritual awakening (laughs) I was like oh my gosh what just happened it felt way more like it felt jerkier. It felt more like like the Matterhorn. How the Matterhorn kind of throws you around. Um, I feel like the back row of Indiana Jones throws you around way more than the front row. So huh. if you want a not quite as jerky of a ride, then yeah, front row. But if you want to be just wild and whiplash, then yeah, third row. Okay, good to know. I I think I've noticed a difference have between front and and back row for we'll sure. We'll have to test it next time and pay attention. Yeah, we'll do both. Okay. So good to know. And then I guess for your fresh 46-inchers, front row would probably be... And and plus, your fresh 46-incher is going to totally want the steering wheel anyway. Yes. So you're probably safe in the front row there. Okay. And then let's move over to Tomorrowland and let's talk about Space Mountain. We actually, just in our little news segment just now, talked about some rumors about Space Mountain. Have you guys heard rumors about Space Mountain? I have. About... How do you feel about it? I don't know. I think it would be good. It's always we all, everybody gets all upset when they make little changes, but then it's always great. That's yeah, exactly that's what, what we said. said. We yeah. t- and we used Guardians of the Galaxy and Tower of Terror as our example because I was super upset when they switched over from Tower of Terror to Guardians of the Galaxy, and Guardians is such a better ride. And so I I trust that Disney knows what they're doing, and if they decide to do some sort of Lightyear Space Mountain, it would be awesome, right? I think so. I think it would be fun if it was just an overlay that came and went, kind of like Hyperspace Mountain, where yes. we still got the... I agree with that. I think that that would be the best way to go about it. But so, Melissa, what's your what's your recommendation for where to sit on Space Mountain? I love the front row, just because then you have no heads, no obstructions, and it really feels more like you are careening through outer space. You can see everything, and that's my favorite. Awesome. And Ashley, you have a tip for this ride as well. Um, do I? I guess if you want the best pictures, yes, <laughs> you have to be row one or four. Yeah, seat one and seat four are going to put you in front of the pictures. Perfect. So, and if you're in seat six, a lot of times I feel like you throw your arms in the air and you can't even see like half your body is cut off of the pictures. So I agree with that. The further you sit back in the individual car. Each car has three rows, and each train has two cars. I feel like the further you are back in each car, you are just diminishing return on your photo. 
You don't see a lot of people in the third row, <laughs> especially children. So kids, especially, you want kids in the front rows on that one if you want a good picture with your kids writing that maybe for their first time. So here's something that I don't think a lot of people think about, but in Fantasyland, the dark rides, Melissa had some good tips for where to sit there. Like, I don't think about where I'm going to sit in Fantasyland. Well, I've noticed that all of the, I mean, most of the ride cars, at least on the dark vehicles, have two bench seats and the front one is always very small and then the second one is much larger so if you have little kids put them in the front row put the adults in the back sometimes if i'm with just another adult like a friend or something we'll even split up because cramming two people in the front is going to be uncomfortable (laughs) yeah and sometimes you two people in the back is a little squishy so if you put one in the front one in the back it just gives you a little more breathing room I like it. Yeah. And also you can and also you can snuggle your spouse in the back. Yes. With your little in the front seat in front of you. <laughs> in the romantic ride that is Pinocchio. <laughs> Alice in Wonderland, bring it on. Mr. Toad's wild romantic ride. Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> wild ride. Yes. Alice in Wonderland makes me remember the gumball rally we did back in February. So really quickly, side note. We did the gumball rally with Ashley. Ashley yes. and her husband were there, and they we competed against them. And you won. <laughs> we did. And that I'm was so not fun. Not at all bitter. Not at all. <laughs> you know, you had you had really bad luck though. Oh, we had a couple of of things that were just bad decision making on mm. our part. I learned my lesson. You know, when you're in a hurry and you're trying to get as many rides done as possible, don't hit. It's a small world. When there's like a 40-minute wait, why would you do that? So <laughs> We had Buzz. When we were trying to get on Buzz, we were in line for – it was in the afternoon, and we were at the point then where we were just like, everything is going to have a line. We just need to start ticking some stuff off, you know. And we got in line for Buzz, stood in the sun because it was hotter than heck that weekend. Do you remember how hot it was that day? Like 95 degrees. It was awful. It was yes. terrible. And there's not a lot of shade when you're right up against the building outside of Buzz. And we waited in line for, what, 40 minutes? Mm-hmm. I think we were in line for 40 minutes, and it broke down after 40 minutes. <laughs> and so we ran over to Star Tours. Star Tours. We were in line for Star Tours probably 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. And this is when masks are still a thing. And so we were in that hot, humid, full of people, sweaty room. And we saw Buzz out the door. We could see that Buzz came back up. And so we ditched Star Tours and ran for Buzz. <laughs> yes. And try it again. <laughs> Good times. It was a fun event, though. It really it was. was. Really, I love the idea of that event. Like, it's, it, it spurs the competitive spirit inside me to be like, how much can I get done in a day if I really focus? Yeah. It was good research for us, for sure. It was super fun, too. I think it was one of my funnest Disneyland days ever, even though I was hotter than heck, (laughs) hungry, tired, cranky. Melissa, have you done the gumball rally? No, but you guys have inspired me. I'm thinking next year. Good. Awesome. We'll look for you. Maybe we should all be together. Maybe we should combine and not compete. That would be fun. We're competitive, and he loves racing. And so now that he's heard about this, he's like, wait, this could combine your love for Disney and my love for racing. And he's making plans about how he's packing in all this food so we wouldn't have to stop. And he's like, (laughs) bathroom breaks only, and I've got all these protein cookies and hydration packs. I'm like, I don't know. This might be more than I signed up for. (laughs) That's so smart, though, because really the you can't – well, at least when we did it, 
You couldn't use your phone, so you couldn't mobile order and grab food as you ran by. And so having snacks and a hydration pack is genius Mm -hmm. because that was one of the big things is at 2 o'clock. We hadn't really eaten much. We hadn't had enough to drink because we didn't want to stop and take time out of our day to do any of that. Yeah. So there's one more thing it looks like in Disneyland, and this is one I totally agree with, Melissa. So the train which we highly recommend going on every time you go to Disneyland. It's a really fun experience. But what's your advice on the train? So on the train, there's bench seats that face out or else there's bench seats that face forward. And if you're sitting forward, you really can't see any of the fun things that you go by. Like in the train ride, you'll go by a diorama of the Grand Canyon, dinosaurs and all kinds of things. And you can't see them if you are sitting in the forward-facing seat. So I won't sit in those. I just wait for the next train and sit in the ones that face out. And it's just such a better experience. I totally agree. We we will always wait for the sideways-facing seats. So when we went in May and I got to have the fun, awesome, amazing experience of riding on the Lily Bell, Matt was the cast member who helped make that happen for me. And he sat and kind of told us some of the history of the train. And I learned that, and I did not know this, that the original trains were all forward-facing. When Disneyland very first opened, the original trains were all forward-facing. But it was such a pain for people to climb in and climb over people to get into the train and climb out and climb over people to get off. And everyone was kind of trying, like you say, to see what they were trying to see and looking over people's shoulders and all of that. And so they designed the sideways-facing trains, and they can't put as many people on each car, but people prefer them because there's more space to spread out and you can see what you're doing. And I love it. I think that is a huge tip mm-hmm. to ride around for an hour or three and just people watch and see everything facing the parks. Yes, it's so much better. I don't know why they don't only have the face-out trains. I don't either. And I think once you have the experience of both you can see the difference, the difference between the for two. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Before we move over to DCA, there's one more. Matterhorn. Ashley, what's your advice for Matterhorn? So my husband is a big guy. And that's one of the main reasons why we love Disney so much is because Disney is big dude friendly. He can ride basically everything in both parts, not have to worry if he's going to fit or not on the seats. Matterhorn is a little tricky getting in and out if you're a big dude, but um, a cast member told us there's six seats on the bobsled, one through six, and seats one and seats four have the most space, have a little bit more leg room, a little bit more. So my husband, who's a bigger dude, just knows. Uh, my kids won't let him ride seat one because they <laughs> want to be in the very front of the bobsled. Mm-hmm. But his seat four is sort of just his go-to spot because it gives him a little bit more room in there. So Perfect. I didn't know that. Tip if you've got a bigger, someone bigger in your party who needs a little more space. One or four on the Matterhorn. Good and, to know. And my tip for the Matterhorn, I think we've talked about a couple times on the podcast, is right side versus left side. <laughs> <laughs> right side is going to be a more comfortable it's a little smoother. smoother ride. Mm-hmm. And the left side is just if you want your back cracked, go for the left. And you're most likely to get the right-hand side if you're using Lightning Lane lately anyway. Yeah, I think so. But I don't, I don't think you can choose right or left side. No, and a lot of times they're the not line. running both. Right. So <sighs> do Lightning Lane and you're more likely to get the right-hand side. Do we have favorite spots in Smuggler's Run? Oh, I do. I, I, wanna oh, be, I always want to be the right pilot. 
Yeah. Oh, right, pilot. Interesting. Because I like doing the hyperspeed. I haven't ever ridden it. Oh, you haven't? Mm-mm. Oh. <laughs> she won't ride Star Tours or <laughs> Smuggler's Run. I skip. Sad. Well, the ride, I always thought it was kind of a stupid ride because I'd only been the engineer. Oh, yeah. And when I got to be the pilot, I was like, what? That was fun. That was a really fun ride. So I think that makes a difference where you sit. But when you have kids with you, you're always going to be the engineer. Yes, it's That's true. true. Unless you're super competitive like Ashley and I. I will kick my kids to the back row because they're not as good as I am at flying that Millennium Falcon. <laughs> and I want maximum points. <laughs> hmm. Okay, so Smuggler's Run. Oh, a little tip I learned on Smuggler's Run. So there is something called Chewy Mode that you can unlock. I'm sure you guys have heard of that. And it's kind of complicated. You have to push buttons in a certain sequence and whatever. But apparently, if you if there are six of you in the cockpit, you can just whisper to the cast member as you get on to do Chewy mode for you and usually they'll do it for you which I didn't know before this last trip so have you done Chewy mode then no because there were only five of us this last time we went so they we didn't have a full car and they wouldn't let us do it we'll have to try that I think that would yeah. be fun okay bounce over to DCA shall let's we bounce okay yep so let's start with Soren. Soren is a big one for me. Yeah. And the tip that we all probably agree on on this one is huge for per- people like me. I get motion sick pretty easy. And Soren is a ride that is a little touchy for me. I do okay on it, but I have to sit in a specific spot. So, Melissa, where should I sit? B section. That's the one, or else the Eiffel Tower is going to be like <laughs> droopy. I guess is a good way to put it. <laughs> I like droopy. I like it a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So B and what row? B1. So then you don't have the feet dangling in your face. Oh, can ruin everything. Mm-hmm. Those feet. Especially and if you get to dangle in people's face. Right. Right. Well, and especially if they lose a flip flop or <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I always leave my shoes. I wear Birkenstocks at the parks and my anybody I ever goes with teases me about it. I leave my shoes on the ground. Mm-hmm. I kick my shoes off and I leave them right at my spot and I come right back to them. See, I had wondered because the last time I wore sandals and I was nervous the whole time we were up in the air. I'm like, these are going to fall off. And I usually like to kick my feet. It mm. just makes me happy. Yeah. And I couldn't. I had to hold completely still. But I wondered if I could take them off completely next time I'm going to. I do it every time. <laughs> Nice. I'm doing it. Yes. So, yeah, B1 is going to be the center and the highest row. So it's going to be the best view, mm-hmm. the best experience. Mm-hmm. And really, the Eiffel Tower, I feel like, is where you notice it the most. If you're on one of the outer edges, it's bent. Yeah. And Dro- droopy. The ocean also feels like it's caving in on you if you're on the side Does when it? you're flying over the ocean. Yes. It's really funny. <laughs> and the Matterhorn's a little bendy. It's just it's all a little bendy when you're on the sides. <laughs> you can request B1. You might have to wait a little bit longer. They sometimes will just put you over to the side for a little bit to wait for the next the next screening. Which I really don't mind on rides because if, if you've already waited 20 minutes or 30 minutes or whatever, it's worth it to wait another two extra minutes to get the seat that you want that's going to make a big difference. Totally agree. And if you've got someone that's going on it with you for the first time, it's I think it's worth requesting that middle row for sure. Or if you're motion sick, like Aaron, and you need it. (laughs) 
Because really, the, I don't know if anyone, I mean, probably most of our listeners know this, but some might not. The Eiffel Tower is not a semicircle. <laughs> <laughs> so here's a ride that I can take or leave. I don't go on it every time I go to the parks. Grizzly River Run. It's controversial. It is. <laughs> Speaking of getting wet on Splash Mountain, this one you are guaranteed to get wet and even more so than Splash Mountain. But what tips do we have for riding that one? Wear a poncho. Soaking. Okay. Wear a poncho. And use those free lockers for your stuff. Because mm-hmm. there's no way to keep your stuff dry on that ride. There's just not. So they have those free lockers off to the side that you can stash your stuff in for free for, I think, up to two hours while you ride that one ride. Uh-huh. You don't have to worry about it. Well, really, my favorite part of the ride is being all dry and safe in my poncho and watching everybody else just get drenched. It's delightful to me. I love it. <laughs> and they all are so hopeful at the beginning because you're in usually with people you don't know. And they're like, am I going to get wet? Probably not really. And you're like, I don't know. We'll wait and see. <laughs> They all feel like they won't get very wet. And by the end, all of them are shocked at how wet they are. Oh, and I man. just love watching it all unfold. Good That's point. That's a good point. That is a fun reason to ride that ride. I'm, I'm bringing a poncho next time and riding it. I'll have to share a photo. So we went with our very best friends in October, and it was their very first time ever at Disneyland. And I have some of the best pictures from Grizzly River when the big old tsunami was coming up over the side and hitting our friends. Like that, I have some of the best faces, and because I knew it was coming, and they had no clue, and it was so much fun. That was like a highlight of our trip. But I think my favorite part of that ride is when it's is spinning, and you don't know who's gonna get it. Like, who's going like, down first? It's a total lottery. Yeah, you have yeah. no idea. Just count on getting soaked, but. To kind of mitigate some of that soaking, what area should you avoid, Melissa? I think if you sit in the middle, you're better off. Not next to the openings where you get in or out. More water seems to get in there, and you're protected by other bodies if you're more in the middle. So if you can, try to finagle it. Let people go in front of you. Don't tell them what you're doing, or else they're going to fight you on it. But just try to work your way towards the middle, middle seats. And don't wear socks. On the ride. <laughs> That's another switch into sandals. Switch into there's sandals. A, there's a little thing, though, where you can put your feet up on the... There's like a little lip, but not a, yeah. a little bar that goes around where you can put your feet up, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah, you can try. Sometimes the cast members will come over the PA system and tell you to put them down. Oh. Yeah. Oh, like up, up on the your... high one? Isn't there a lower the one, though? Wh- oh, the lower one, you're okay. But if okay, you're trying gotcha. to put them up... No. I've seen people do that. <laughs> like lounging. <laughs> I am not bendy enough to do that. (laughs) I haven't been bendy enough to do that in years. Okay, and then moving down into the Paradise Garden area, Goofy Sky School. Melissa, you had one about Goofy Sky School. I think, let me tell you this, our listeners will know. Loading and unloading Goofy Sky School terrifies me. I feel like it's the most, it's humiliating, (laughs) is what I think. (laughs) It causes so much anxiety in me. I feel like I'm going to die every single time. Well, it's you're rushed for sure. Like that ride is moving and it's stressful. And I was thinking the other day, I don't know that I've ever really even stop it. I mean, they must sometimes, but I think that's a last resort. They're just expecting you to hustle and mm-hmm. get in and 
they're going. And, and I, it's so I, tight. Yes, and I stick to that lap bar because I'm usually wearing leggings at the park, and they just like stick to that lap bar as I'm trying to get in and out. <laughs> And I think it's the combination. The combination of feeling rushed and having it be tight and kind of awkward. And I just hate it. Yeah. I hate it. But I once, like the ride. Once you're up in the air, it's fun. But I think the first row is more terrifying. So it awesome. kind of depends. If you want to feel more terrified, <laughs> go in the front row. If you want to feel less terrified, like me, then go for the back. Got it. So you prefer the back row? I do. Because I, well, either way, you're sure you're going to die at certain points. But those hills are more terrifying in the front. Awesome. What do you think, Ashley? Which one do you prefer? Um, I like the front row, but I'm with you on the stressfulness of getting in and out. <laughs> um, also, it is left up to me to go on that ride with my three boys because the car holds four. Uh-huh. And that, like I said earlier, my husband being a big dude and being able to fit in almost every single ride at Disney Goofy Sky School is one he won't work, he won't do because that bar comes down, um, and he uh, that's not comfortable. I don't so, blame him. So he doesn't ride; he just sits off to the side and laughs at us, <laughs>, <laughs> laughs at me. My kids love it. I don't mind it. I think it's a cute, fun ride, but um, yeah, definitely terrifying. <laughs> and I like the front row on that one. Yeah, me too. I like feeling like I'm gonna die. Me too. Yeah. I'm totally fine with it. <laughs> I think it's a fun ride. It's one of my favorites, actually. Okay. Have we missed anything? Oh, let's talk about, was there a Guardians of the Galaxy one? I feel like somebody had Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes. Ashley, you had some tips for Guardians of the Galaxy. Well, and it comes back to photo pass again. Mm-hmm. If you're taking little kids, especially, or people, it's their first time, and you really want a good picture, you want to capture that moment when that you're up at the top and the window opens and you see everything and right that you need to request to stand in either row one or six because one and six are going to feed into the front row Um, and that way you're guaranteed to not have people in front of you and they throw their hands in the air and then when the picture comes out you've got a palm in front of your face you've been mike wazowski'd in your group Mm -hmm. yes (laughs) So if you, that's really the only way to guarantee you're going to have an awesome picture is to sit in one or six and be along the front row on that. And we've talked about that with the caveat of if you choose to sit in one or six, we tell our listeners, maybe don't throw your hands up because then you do that to the people behind you. Yeah. Just shoulder level is fine. Shoulder level jazz hands. Mm-hmm. Or, or, yeah, be creative with your, your you know, what yeah. poses, what you're going to do in that front row. But if you are totally gung-ho on throwing those arms in the air, then you'd want to be in, what, three or four, right? That's going to be your very yeah, back row. three and four along the back. And I noticed this last time we went that being in rows three or four, you feel the wind more as you're going up and down the elevator shaft. So it almost feels more thrilling to be in that back row, the back corner. So if you're, like, on the outside corner, you can feel the wind rushing in and out every time you go up and down. Is it because of the ca- can. it's a cage? Uh-huh. Yep. Okay. So anyway, so if you want to have a little more thrill experience try for three or four that's it i'd never have thought of that see this is a good episode for me too okay incredicoaster incredicoaster's a bit different so we talked about big thunder mountain and how sitting in the front row in big thunder mountain versus sitting in the back row there's a really really big difference i don't notice it as much on incredicoaster Mm-mm. i'm sure there's some difference i'm sure the very back row goes a lot faster on Incredicoaster, but because you launch out so fast and it's just a fast ride from the get-go, I don't notice that there's a huge difference being in the front row versus being in the back row. Yeah, I don't notice either. 
Well, and I think on Incredicoaster, there's there are things to see in the tunnels mm-hmm. that if you're in the front row, you're more likely to see them because you're not going quite as fast as if you're in the back row, plus the headrests aren't in front of your face. So there's some cute things to see. So I personally like the front row. I think the the takeoff at the beginning is more fun in the front row. Yeah, especially if you have little kids. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then let's talk about swinging versus non-swinging gondolas. I'm going to bow out on this one because we all know (laughs) that I absolutely abhor the Pixar Pal around. It is – it's a no. It's a hard pass for me. Yeah. I I personally love it. I can't ever get anyone to go on it with me, so I rarely do. I skip it usually, but I love the swinging gondolas. I think they're really fun. It is the only ride in the parks that has a barf bag. (laughs) Included, So if that gives you any idea of how intense it is, what do you ladies think? Yay or nay? I hate it. I only went on it recently. I mean, within the past year, I'd never done it before. I went with my cousin and she's like, it's just a gentle swinging motion. <laughs> she, she lied to you. <laughs> That's, those are the words she said. Gentle swinging motion. I was like, well, that sounds good. I can do that. And I don't like heights. And I cried. I cried and cried when that first swing happened. The rest of the way around, I cried. I hated it. I don't mind the stationary ones, though. I don't love them because they're so high, but I like to appreciate the scenery Mm -hmm. on the stationary ones, but I hate the swinging one. And there really is a reason why they have barf bags in there, because I don't typically get motion sick or any kind of sick on any rides ever, but that one, by the end, even I am feeling a little queasy. Like, I wonder how often people use those bags, barf on that ride. <laughs> but like like she said, the view up there is really, really cool. It's fun to be up there. And if there's any kind of construction or anything going on, you kind of get a bird's eye view of the progress on that construction. So that's kind of a fun, a fun thing. Mm-hmm. When Avengers Campus was being built, it was fun to go up there and kind of see how that was going. But I remember it when Carsland was being built. That too, yeah. yeah. Seeing into Cars Land and being super excited about it opening. I hate that ride so much. <laughs> hate it. So speaking of Cars Land, let's move on. Radiator Springs Racers. Is there a preferred spot in the cars on Radiator Springs? I would love to know where you guys think you should put your littlest. The one who's like 40 inches just riding it for the first time. If you want them to be able to see the best and, and actually show up in the picture... Because I feel like we tried it with my little ginger baby so many different areas. We had him on the front, middle, front side, in the like trying to just experiment to see. And we could really never figure it out. Does Maybe. the windshield block them on the front row? It kind of does across the top. Yeah. Yeah. But I feel Maybe like back. front right, is it front right that gets, it depends on what car you're in probably. Cause I'm that, trying to find a picture really fast. That camera's probably centered, right? And so if you're on the left-hand side, you'd probably want the front right. And if you're on the right-hand side, you'd probably... But you don't know until you get in there. So there's no way of knowing. Um, I personally, for me, I'm a bigger... What You say your husband's a bigger dude, Ashley. What's the opposite of a dude? I'm a bigger chick. And I <laughs> hate go. the seatbelts on the outside seats. Mm. I would much prefer to be on the middle seat, even though you're in the middle. Those chest straps are really constricting. I can't breathe. And they tighten as you're riding. I, it's so uncomfortable for me to try to, like, keep... I don't know how to explain it. I don't love the outside seats on that ride. I prefer the middle. Usually a rider, and then I just don't get a say. They right. just send you... They send you where they, they send, send you. Yep. What about Toy Story? What do you say for Toy Story? 
So I am uber competitive. I am that mom who is like, I will beat my children and my husband. Husband, not wow, that sounded really horrible. Hey, so I want to win. I want to win every. I want to beat uh, the strangers in the car next to me. I will hoot and holler and make a scene because I want to be the winner. I want to be best in vehicle. So whatever advantage I can have to do that, I will do. So I, I'm right-handed, and so I pull the little ball to shoot the target with my right hand. And if I am the first one to get down and sit um, in the in the ride vehicle, my arm is banging into the whoever's sitting next to me. And so if I am the last one onto the car, then my right arm is kind of hanging off the side of the vehicle and gives me a little bit more freedom um, to, to score higher and win. But wouldn't that depend on whether you're forward facing or back facing? So what you're saying is you wanna be on the right hand side. Yeah, exactly. You want to ha- be able to have more freedom if you're right-handed. Okay. Obviously. Okay. Do you win? Do you usually win your car? Um, like ninety-eight point four percent. We should I talk about the tips because I need to know how to get better scores. Are you good at web slingers? I am pretty good at web slingers. Web slingers being a newer ride, I feel like it takes a little while to figure out the the tricks and the what to focus on and what to let go. Toy Story, I have kind of my set. I. I can almost predict with 100% accuracy which of those scenes is going to be my best, highest scoring and which will be my worst. I'm really good at the ring toss where you've got the aliens and Mm -hmm. the little spaceship and you're tossing the rings, like will always be my highest round. Hmm. And then the one where you have to shoot the actual targets, the very last one will always be my least You know, you could probably sabotage. Like, if you're sitting there and you're pulling with your right arm, you have a left arm that's free to, like, whack glasses off. I've gone that far, yeah. (laughs) Now you will. You're giving her ideas. I know. I I will be taking notes. (laughs) Well, thank you so much to Melissa and Ashley for joining us today. Thank you, ladies. Thanks for having me. Super fun. So fun. So fun. And hopefully our listeners got some awesome tips for good ride experiences or bad ride experiences to avoid. Pixar Pal Around. Pixar Pal Around. You got it. So make sure you're following these ladies, like we said, on their um, Instagram or Facebook. Um, and also Melissa has a podcast. So tell us where you can find – Melissa, tell us where everyone can find you. Okay. Well, I'm on Instagram at Mixin' Some Magic. And I have a website, mixinsomemagic.com, where I share tips and planning information. And then I also have my podcast, which is also Mixinsomemagic. Okay. And we'll share and tag that on Instagram. And then, Ashley, where can people find you? Um, I'm on Instagram, Disney Planner Babe. And my Facebook group is called uh, Disneyland Planning Tips and Tricks. And it's a private group, so you have to request to join. But then I request to join and I will get you in there. It's a really fun group and it's growing super fast and I love it. It is. It's a fun community. I can vouch for that. It's a fun group to be part of. Um, And then you can find us, of course, at ropedrop.parkhop on Instagram and Facebook. And... We have a website too. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> it's it's in the wor- it's in the works. <laughs> okay. And we'll see you next week. Sounds good. Okay, bye. Bye.